Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. It's our number three of the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3. The fans still taking in the breaking news from Tom Pelissero about 10 minutes ago. Dan Quinn informed interested teams he is staying with the Cowboys. Quinn was a top candidate for the Cardinals head coaching job and also interviewed with the Colts and Broncos, but his heart is in Dallas and he wants to win a Super Bowl there, tweeted Tom Pelissero. Brian, I, I've been noticing you working your phone a lot there in the break. What have you managed to learn about this Yeah, story? I'm trying to kind of figure this out, that maybe he was getting the word that he wasn't going to get one of these jobs. And so that he just uh, decided that, you know what, if it's not going to happen, let's go ahead and kind of kind of get this taken care of. I've Same kind of, thing happened last year. Yeah, I'm looking at right now. My guys around the league are telling me, they say it looks like Denver's committee wants either Sean Payton or D'Amico Ryans okay. uh, there in Denver. Indy's owner, my guy said Indy's owner is lost, might actually rehire Saturday, Jeff Saturday. Okay. And another one said Arizona's looking at, at uh, Brian Flores because you got uh, a New England guy there. So it's kind of a tough market for him right now. There's a lot of good coaches out there. A lot of very impressive individuals, uh, m- maybe even on uh, Dan Quinn's equal. What we know for sure is he is a magical fit with uh, your team and your players. They all love him and rally around him. And uh, the Cowboys getting to keep him, you know, in- seriously increases your chances of having a great defense next year and being able to accomplish your goals, even if the offense isn't awesome. You know, I don't know if you continue to have a good defense without Dan Quinn. It's it's difficult. They have some really great players on defense, like what two and a half, three of them, and he he it, the the way it all comes together, uh, I think, is greater than the sum of its parts, and that is a result of uh, Dan Quinn's unique talents. I had a guy reach out to me. It's kind of interesting because we were talking about Dan and 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 George Edwards and you know all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And this guy told me, he says, listen, he says, Dan really doesn't have problem with people. He would address in his own way if he felt they were off. Maybe George had a problem with McCarthy or vice versa. Interesting. Yeah, that is another interesting storyline. To like, does, does this mean like Dan Quinn signed off on George Edwards yeah. being gone? Or as we reflect on the entire press conference, maybe George Edwards just got caught up in a numbers game. As Brian, I think you were dead balls on right yeah. leading up to the press conference in saying Jerry's uncomfortable with the size of this coaching staff. And that was one yeah. of the big takeaways from that is it's like an economic restructuring of the coaching staff mostly with the departures mentioned last night, right? Yeah, and the likelihood that some of those spots aren't going to be replaced. Yeah, yeah, consolidated. I would say overall an uneasy Mike McCarthy. And I think the reason it was uneasy is he's just not comfortable spinning. You know, he he's not like a fancy city guy who's going to get up there and ha- and silver tongue you. He likes to shoot straight, and when he can't shoot straight, I, I think it makes him a little bit uncomfortable 
Um, and then, obviously, the huge takeaway when Fish asked, can you say that Kellen is back if he doesn't get an offer? Mike said, I don't want to play this game. Yeah. And, I, you know, that that is the biggest takeaway now as far as what does that mean for Kellen Moore, you think? Look, there were two things. He did say he talked to Dan Quinn. That's why he was late to the presser. So I, I, he knew that Dan Quinn was coming back. This news came out immediately after it was done. And J. Ron Kurz tweeted this morning, thank you, God. There were a lot of people wondering what that meant. We had no idea. But I think that it's easy if you go ahead and just put the dots together. That probably meant maybe Dan Quinn had let his defensive players know, oh, I'm coming back. Yeah, Pelissero is uh, is one of the he's the guy that did the Mike McCarthy went up to didn't he go up to uh, the barnyard? Green Bay? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He he did he did Mike McCarthy a favor. Right. He, he didn't want to make that announcement while Mike McCarthy was on the mic. And well done there. But you know he could have said, "Hey, Mike's coming," or uh, Dan Quinn's coming back. But I do think not giving, you know, not out not outright just saying, "Hey, Kellen Moore is returning as yeah. offensive coordinator." To me listening to the way that he said everything, and he did sound emotional, I, I don't think Kellen Moore is coming back as offensive coordinator. And he said, we're, we're going to keep evaluating everything. Coaches are being evaluated. He's going to meet with Kellen tomorrow, like you said. I don't anticipate Kellen Moore coming back. As my, gut, my gut is telling me that Mike's noncommittal means he's gone. Yeah. But I can't be sure of that. It's like 80 to 80 20 right now in my mind. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm naive and I'm like 99 to 1 here that uh, – the, the Kellen Moore thing is is inevitable now that he will not be returning because uh, it's just, I feel like he would have given him a much stronger endorsement um, if that if if that was the plan. So maybe he's really up in the air on it and he says we we still got to evaluate things and so he really doesn't well, know. Well, he's probably in a situation too about that with that again with that offensive line coach. You know, if it's James Campen or if it's Wells on staff or. You know, who whoever gets that I me, mean, he's probably waiting to see what's happening with this offensive line coach. Maybe he does want that James Campen to be the coach. And so he's gonna have to wait until now with Frank Reich, you know, how long is that gonna take? You know, I mean And Campen's the O line coach Camp, in Carolina. Campen's the O line coach. There was there was talk that if Wells if 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 uh if uh if uh who am I thinking of here? The 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 guy that was gonna Tight ends coach? No, no, the guy Wendell that was Wells? I'm not the guy that was gonna get uh, Steve uh, Wilkes. 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 Steve yeah, Wilkes. Steve Wilkes. Yes. I'm sorry about that. With folks. Carolina, yeah. yeah. If Steve Wilkes was going to get the job, there was probably a likelihood that James Campen was going to stay. Now with you know with Frank Reich, will Frank Reich want to bring his own offensive line coach guy in? Maybe for somebody from the Colts. You never know on that situation. Well, a lot of stuff. You know, he said he was running late. He was meeting with Dan, uh, and he'll give him due time. But hopefully, we get an answer one way or another uh, sh- sooner than later. And we certainly did. Well, he knew. Uh, he says he feels good about where we are, though. Um, and then uh, he also said it's a time of year for evaluating everything, and it gets harder. I think you could tell, like, he was breathing hard when he was talking about having to let people go. I think it was a really difficult time for him. And there's there's human elements, especially for the coaches, letting go of coworkers and having to be the reason that entire families have to get up and move. It must be incredibly difficult this time of year for head coaches. It is, but I'm sorry. This is what these guys, I mean, they sign up for this. You know, as a, and it, it's tough on families. It's absolutely. You know, you have you might have four kids as a coach, and they're all born in a different part of the country you know but this is what you sign up for you know families understand that they don't have to like it you know it's we're not trying to be mean about coaches or say things about coaches but this is what this is you know this is a profession you know nobody likes to be talked about in a you know bad way or anything like that but 
you know, I mean, I, I, I don't. He understand. did come after the media a little bit for, for talking he about did. it. Yeah. And, but you know, and I, I've, I've been in that. I've been in those rooms. You know, it, it ain't easy. But this is what you sign up for. This is your profession. You know, you take the good with the bad. You move on to another location. Yeah. Yeah. Your kids are all born in different cities. You know, it makes it no easier. But man, I mean, you know, come after us. Oh, it's a tough day. Yeah, it's a tough day. There's people that they're losing their jobs every damn day. They aren't making the money what coaches are. Yeah. Don't tell me about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough because, you know, he's like, well, in our industry, people got to hear about this. Yeah. And it, you, they hear people talking about it. It's not fair to them. It's like, well, how fair is it for you to tell me how to do my radio show? Yeah. Like, we have an obligation to keep our jobs by being entertaining or giving strong opinions or, you know, and sometimes like, hey, this guy's not doing a good enough job coaching is the subject matter. We're obsessed with what you do for a living, and that obsession is what drives all the revenue, the billions of dollars that creates that pie that you get, get to feast on. So you can't have it both ways. You can't, and Jerry knows this. There, there's a sensitive vein running through this organization right now with what the media says, and I can't help but notice that tone picking up more and more. Don't worry, Coach. We get to see everyone text and say we suck, too. Yeah. Yeah, You're yeah, not alone. Yeah, and, yeah. We're not, and we're not making $350,000 for doing nothing, you know? Yeah, we got speak for yourself. That's, well, that's, well, that's what I'm saying. With Jerry, Jerry's probably looking at those coaches that got let go and said, what does he do? What's he responsible for? Can we do, you know, Mike even said it was stuff that was talked about last year. That could have been Joe Philbin, too. For sure. There were some questions about Joe Philbin coming back, you know? I think we've been fair about this stuff, but Mike, you need to tone that down, bro. I think so. Anything else that stuck out to you, boys? It was mainly the Kellen Morris. I mean, I, I, he he definitely sounded defeated. He sounded emotional. I don't think that he's gotten over uh, the playoff loss on Sunday, which does... I don't know. It, sh- it. I don't know if it should make me feel better about it. it. It doesn't necessarily, but I do kind of want my coach still stewing in that. Oh yeah. You know, I don't want him yeah. to be just like all chipper about that. I want him. Well, he was trying to sell you. Thing. Well, we won twelve games. We did. You know, he he kind of went. He's got to spin some positivity, but I mean, man, I I do think that that's eating at him. Yeah. And, and I hope that. that. Well, it yeah. should be. I mean, he talked right, about exactly. He should be the. Uh, he talked about the offense. And they scored what? They they couldn't score twenty points in this game to Damn win. Damn right, and that's why I hope I mean, they're making a change. That's what I'm saying. You know, oh, we, hey, you know, yeah. Todd Archer. I know you're asking that question, but uh, you know, we our offense I mean, was pretty good when Dak came back. The thing that's I got me damn nervous. good enough to win a playoff game, and you gave up. You you wasted. You wasted a great opportunity to win a playoff game. With you didn't you score enough points? That's on you too, Coach. You're an offensive minded guy. You got to figure these things out. I don't want to hear you crying about crap. You know, oh well, the offense was no, it wasn't. wasn't good enough the last game. You got beat. Your defense held them to nothing, nothing, and you got beat. That's on you, man. You should let all those guys go. Maybe yeah. yourself. It is. It, it is. By the way, my girl does that all the time. She like makes herself mad by talking. Yeah. She get more oh, and more angry. Yes. I'm yeah. just telling you, man. <laughs> yeah. I, There's a momentum no. to it. Yeah. Yeah. I see that no, too. No, I'm listening to this guy talk about stuff, and you know, oh well, this is a tough day. No, it's a tough day on this fan base too. Objects in motion tend to stay in motion. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs>
It's our job, bro. It's it is. Job. It's totally our job. It is. Job. And I, I hear you. It's fascinating, though, that so many people that want to defend a Kellen Moore or a Dak, if you want to be contrarian, you can point at the stats. And I think there's a point to that, but there's got to be like a new stat for, you know, how you perform against the teams that would actually be up against you in the divisional conference championship and Super Bowl rounds. And, you know, um, uh, that's because that's clearly the line that the Cowboys need to cross right now. You know, and if you had Bobby Belt on, you'd say, well, you're not going to have a good record against those teams. The best teams do. The Bengals do right now. Bengals have been kicking the living bleep out of the teams that make the conference championships and the Super Bowl of, pretty much other than the Cowboys, <laughs> uh, you know, over the last couple of years. And, of course, the Rams. We got to run, though. It's time for Woolchuck's top 10 at 420. Where are we going with that, sir? Got some more NFL news for you, and then it is National Spouse Day. Give your spouse a nice little hug and kiss. And I got Hmm. the top 10 TV couples of all time. Text in your favorite, 877-881-1053. We'll do that next on The Fan. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 405 says, Dawson, could you please tell Greg thank you for that breaking news report? You betcha. Thanks, Greg. You're welcome. It's a tremendous read of Tom Pelissero's tweet. About 30 minutes ago, we found out Dan Quinn is staying with the Cowboys. And we've been reacting to that. Segment here is brought to you by Wind Nation. Here's Wooly Bully with his top 10. Thank you very much. It's National Spouse Day. Give some love to your spouse out there. Dude, that's crazy. I'm not even joking. I didn't know it was this until you just teased the segment. I don't think a lot of people did. And I did something that is relatively out of character. And on my way into work today, I did call my wife just to randomly tell her how much I loved her. So there must be something in the air today, dude. There you go. That's fantastic. I love that. If I would have did that, my old lady would have showed up in the parking lot just What'd to see do? if I'm at work. <laughs> yeah. something's up. I want to see if you really here. <laughs> I don't know what came yeah. over me today, but uh, I guess tis the season, Wolchuk. Tis the season, my friend. Uh, we will get to that in just a moment. I did have some NFL news for you. Uh, we did have the Jets hiring former Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett. As their new offensive coordinator. <laughs> He's such a hack. Now I that do ridiculous that they would do this. I know. I do have this for you. Has he ever been good? Outside of, well, having Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. No, he's got two of the worst seasons as an offensive coordinator out of the last 10 years. Mm. Um, Outstanding. Yeah. So we'll see if this ends up being a good hire or not. 
for uh, the Jets. But and even when he had Rodgers, he wasn't the he wasn't the play caller. Still, it was still a floor. Yeah, yeah. So we'll uh, we'll hope that that can end up working out. At least he knows what the strengths of Rodgers are if they trade for him. Right? Is that the way it could make sense? Yeah, like, I okay, I, I know the blueprint for getting the most out of Rodgers. Yeah, that's good for me. I I, I don't need to see anything else on the resume. If we can get Aaron Rodgers, of if that's yeah. the big if, and that's yeah. the that's the big if that the Broncos swung on last off season, that Ooh. certainly didn't work. I mean, we've seen this before. If you're the Jets, and like, wouldn't you want to know? I mean, maybe, and maybe they already know that they're getting Rodgers, uh, but it's like, how could you commit to Hackett without knowing for sure? Yeah, I mean, it's like the second time around that people thinking getting Hackett would get you Rodgers. Correct, yeah. yeah, and the Broncos swung and missed on yeah. that well, one. Well, the Jets Pretty, have had success once before trading for that. Packers quarterback. Did they really have success? For a year. Well, I mean, I guess technically the team didn't have success, no. But isn't but that... they got him. They got the guy. Isn't that when uh, when Favre sent the picks? Wasn't he with the Jets yes, at that point? Yes, he did yeah, he send was. the picks. Yeah. He did send the picks. Oof. Those cracks, man. Uh, the commanders are requesting to speak with now 49ers assistant coach Anthony Lynn for their offensive coordinator position. Wait, who's asking? The commanders. Oh, that would be gold. For what position? The OC? Their OC spot. Uh, former oh, Chargers man. head coach, right? Yeah. Yes, former Chargers head coach. They fired Scott for Turner. Just botching, botching. Uh, Quality qu- clock management situation there. Yeah, and he's a huge proponent of running the ball for one yard on first and second down. He's a huge fan of that. He likes doing things. I don't know. Maybe they just think working with Kyle Shanahan and being in San Francisco will change you. We'll see if that works out for them. Joe Burrow is giving the Chiefs some love, and maybe this is just, hey, I'm going to butter them up before I go play them and whoop their ass. I well, don't know. He's got to make up for the Burrow head yeah. bulletin board material he's, that's going around. He's living rent-free in the Chiefs' heads, that's for sure. But uh, he's saying the Chiefs are still the team to beat heading into this matchup. So, to me, they're still the team to beat, and we're coming for them, but we know it's going to be tough. It's going to be hard fought, and we know the kind of players they have on that side, says Joe Burrow. He's saying all the right things. You know, he's not giving them bulletin board material. Yeah, but he, you, you know what he's doing. He just said five days ago he's not the underdog to anybody. Damn right. You know? Now he's so, coming back and saying this. Yeah, yeah this is just him being the, 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 the perfect it. quarterback when it comes to managing being cool but being respectful Yo, at the same Shiesty. time. He yeah. was also heard uh, on NFL Films mic'd up uh, over the weekend after throwing a touchdown pass versus the Bills, uh, calling himself him. Mm. He told his teammates, I'm him, while he celebrated off the field after a touchdown pass. It's the new thing. Okay. So the confidence is sky high there, as it should be. Absolutely. Every reason to believe that. While the Chiefs are going a little different route with that because their linebacker, Willie Gay, when asked what impresses him about the Bengals' offense, uh, quote, nothing, end oh, quote. Wow. <laughs> I do Ooh. like that. And my gosh, maybe the league leader in traps I haven't seen all the traps on NFL players this year, but seeing the video of uh, Willie, Willie Gay, Gay inside that locker room, that guy is shrugging yeah. a brick house. Yeah. He gets the Takeo Spikes Award. Yeah, dude. Best he traps he in the really NFL. does. No neck, yeah. Just traps. Looks like a pyramid up there Holy going to the top of the head. smokes the yeah. traps on that guy. Pretty yeah. impressive. Debo Samuel, by the way, is giving no love to how loud it's going to be in Philadelphia. He's like, nobody's louder than our home crowd. I'm not worried about that. Oh, he's going to regret that one, dude. Well, yeah, they're going to turn up. Yeah. That one. Trevor did last week. He was saying the same thing going into Arrowhead. Well, Burrowhead, I should say. Yeah. But get it right. Now, Debo. You get, you get that. You, get, you you start playing well in Philadelphia, they'll turn on their guys. 
That's the yeah. thing about it is the whole thing about Philadelphia, the crowd in Philadelphia. Yeah, great, but you find a way to to get them. You know, you don't they don't play well against you. You get into a bad start, they'll leave. They'll turn on them. They'll do all kinds of things. It She's, gets bitter. Yeah, the emotional intelligence is not something the Philly sports fan is known for. Aaron Rodgers said he's not going to have any animosity if the Packers decide to trade him, but he did say, I've always dreamed is retiring as a Green Bay Packer. Well, then do it. Right? Then do it. Don't speak out of both sides well, of your mouth. Do it. Yeah. You know, you I know, mean, so okay. Be honest how you yeah. feel, Aaron. You, 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 know, you know, if you stay, you're going to get $50 million, you know, or they're going to try and negotiate Jeez. that down. Yeah. So, you know, if, if you feel that way about being a, you know, if you, if you saw what happened to Brett Favre, you know, he's probably thinking if I go away, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll have me back. They'll retire my number, you know. I'll I'll get to wave to the crowd, and they'll have my name on the side of the stadium. Did he say yeah. Favre? Uh, just Favre, right? Not I just said Favre. Favre. Yeah, I not, said not Favre. Did, did two Favre mentions in a segment equal one Brett Favre? Oh, well, that sure does. You went out of your way. <laughs> you went out of your way. I was just way. trying to do math. You blinked me there, <laughs> and not the good kind. It's National Spouse Day, and I know how much you love this, honey. Mama gave me eight of them flap checks. I said, Mama, take away five of them flap checks. I want to stay hungry for the Crimson Tide. Yeah, just retire. And on that note, yeah, let's slide in to our top 10 listed 420, which is the top 10 TV lovers of all time. Ooh, lovers. Which is really couples that oh, are okay. lovers because they did make love. You guys have a favorite TV couple? Yes. Uh, the Bradys. <sighs> yeah. Mike Brady. Isn't it? What was her name? Mike and uh, Pam. No, I don't know. I, I'll look at it. It's on the list. Sherry. Carol. Uh, Carol. Of course, it's Carol. It's Carol. Carol. <laughs> I'm a big Carol. Doug Heffernan. He was like, he was like a work-at-home architect guy. He saw the outside of their home. It's like you need to do some work on your own home, bro. Wow. Shots fired <laughs> yeah, at the Brady's in their the humble abode. I'm surprised you haven't got a tour of the Brady Bunch house. Can't you do that still? Probably out there in California somewhere. Right? Uh, they might have already tore it down. No, I think no. Mike Brady I needed. think it's still up. Is it? Yeah. They need to do some work. Mike needed to just, yeah. It's like 1,200 square feet and cost $3 million bucks in L.A. Yeah. 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 This guy's on one today. Oh, brought us. He's, yeah, he's in his No, I'm just saying. <laughs> I love it, He's man. in a skin. I would he's get him a skin. Snickers, but the vending machine's not working up here. Easy. Feeling good, boys. Feeling good. Well, like you're Betty on fire White. in my book. No, you're oh, in your bag so. today. Yeah. Uh, I'm going Doug Heffernan, Carrie Heffernan. Okay. The Heffernans. And, and Red, and, Red and Kitty. Red and Kitty's The great. Foremans. Yeah. Oh yeah, they were good. Uh, uh, Tony Soprano and uh, and what was what was the mom's name? Oh, I should know this. I hate myself. Carm? Yeah, it was a power Carm. couple. Yeah, Carm. Yeah, uh, they fought a lot. Yeah, they did. Yeah, well, understandably so. Right was at every love, turn, though. he was shagging was somebody. Carmelo Soprano. Carmilla, they stayed yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah Carmelo. Yeah. Even through the whole Furio deal, you know, I had to cap him. Oh yeah, Furio. Yeah, yeah she was into he that. He should have learned something. What from if her? he had to push Tony into the propeller? Ooh, are we doing spoiler alerts? I don't well, know. I guess I, you know, I that show's more, been around for a million years. I was more into the psychiatrist. Probably should have. Honest. Man, she became... Very had potential. Yeah, LA, where are you time. going? Uh, Martin and Gina. Oh, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Ralph and Alice. Oh, the Cramdens. Yeah, he used to threaten her every night. The Honeymooners. Okay. Yeah, to the moon, Alice. Amazing, a show from one room. The whole <laughs> yeah. show was in yeah. one room. Uh, George and Wazy. The Jeffersons. Ah, yeah, and yes. Lucy and Desi. Which is a really I good documentary on Amazon. Really yeah. good documentary. Yeah. yeah. Love it. All right. Uh, we got a lot of texts for Jim and Pam. Oh, Hank and Peggy Hill. That's great. Yeah. I do love that. Uh, we've got Walter White and Skyler. God, Skyler was just Mm-mm. a bee, man. I, yeah. Horrible person. I can't give love to Skyler. Is she the most She straight up hated. cheated on him. He had cancer. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a bad deal. I mean, there's the gal in, in the in the Ozark who's bad too. 
Yeah. Oh, oh gosh, Wendy. But at least Wendy, she's yeah. at least she is oh. she is brilliant. pretty gangster too. Like she is yeah. brilliant she and got, pretty gangster. She got yeah. very gangster. Yeah, but she, Wendy wanted to wear the pants. Way better. Oh. She's contributing. Better than Skyler though. Yeah, yeah. At least she's bringing something to the table. Yeah, here. but she got caught on tape doing something, and oh, so for she sure. was she was always having to live Sky that down. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's wait. Let's wait. Uh, we do have love for that Corey. It's been a while. It's been a while. She came around the corner and she had the thing in her hand. Got uh, we do have somebody that's watching The Sopranos doing. for the first time now. Um, we've got... Where you been? Peter yeah. and Lois. Alan Peg Bundy. That's an honorable mention. They just missed the list. They were number 11. And Coach Taylor and Tammy from Friday Night Lights also just missed the list. But they got made a that one up as well. Are you kidding me? You just made that one up. No, they're fantastic. If you don't give love to Tammy Taylor from Friday Night Lights, you're a schmuck, sir. Talk about Milf City. She should be on Milf Manor. Woo! Yeah, talk about Milferoni Pizza. Uh, also, an honorable mention, mention Uncle Jesse and Aunt Becky. Oh, oh yeah, bad. yeah. Can I do an Uncle Phil and Lucille from Fresh Prince? Uncle Phil and Lucille. My man. Good job. Number 10 on the list. Fred and Wilma Flintstone. Philip and Vivian. Ooh. From the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Mm-hmm. Ooh, the Flintstones should be on there. Maybe we can get the Jeffersons. The cartoons. We said the Jeffersons. Uh, yeah, but the real-life Jeffersons, oh. not the cartoon Jeffersons. Wow. Oh, we went for the Jeffersons, the show. Yeah, the show. No, but the show. The, yeah, the cartoon. Yeah, uh, the, there's just cartoon Jeffersons. There's a cartoon yeah. Jeffersons with the uh, yeah the Spacely like space. Sprockets people. Oh, the Jetsons. The Jetsons. Mr. Spacely. Yeah, the Jetsons. I was confused myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Number nine is Carl and Harriet from Family Matters. Oh yeah, good couple. Carl. 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 She didn't have a very she good a, voice. Yeah, she had an awful voice. <laughs> Smoker for Make sure. Make love to me, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight, we have Homer and Marge from The Simpsons. Yeah, Another strong man. Very unique voice. Yeah, they what they're, what they're doing with Marge Simpson on the internet. They need to stop. Yes, oh. they do. They need to stop. I've never seen that episode. Y'all need to chill out. Man. I haven't either. And it's, wow. They do the same thing with, with uh, Lois. Lois. Yeah. yeah. And when they bring Megan there, I don't. I'm not. No. Let's, you prefer when they bring Chris into the situation. Uh, let's. All of it needs to stop. All of it needs to stop now. Number seven is Jim and Pam from The Office. Yep. People That's do love comment. Jim and Pam. Story. I heard that was toxic. Is that not? I think it was toxic. Okay. Like Jim is kind of waiting in the wings while Pam is already engaged. Yeah. Yeah. It is kind of a strange situation. Everybody's worst nightmares. I gotta Jim. go back and watch that. I haven't yeah. seen it. But Jim is lovable. Uh, number six is Mike and Carol, the Brady Bunch. Yeah. Oh. Gotta love them. Uh, number five. Why am I thinking about the Seifers? Who are the Seifers? Uh, yeah, that was the, oh, jo- the uh, Boner's Neighbors. Yeah, Growing Pains. Yeah, Growing Pains. Oh. Yes, Growing That's Pains. right. And you also had uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was in that as a youngster. Yep. Yes, yep. he was. Number five, we've got George and Luis from the Jeffersons. There you go. Number four, Ross and Rachel. Or was friends. it the, the Jetsons? Uh, <laughs> oh, Ross and no, Rachel. The, yeah, Ross and Rachel from Friends. Gotta love those. It's got a lot to do with uh, Rachel, doesn't it? Perky things, yeah. Whoa. Uh, no, it's pause. not TD Tuesday, bro. It always is in my but house. But Ross was a handsome gentleman. Number three is Corey and Topanga from Boy Meets World. Yeah. I missed that one. I know it's a big deal for you guys, Jerry. Right. Tell was, me if that was any good. There was some Dang. crazy stuff that's come out recently about Mr. Feeney and how he lived his life off the uh, off screen. Are you kidding me? With his lovely, lovely wife, who's retelling the stories about their um, not Feeney. their open open relationship <laughs> early on <laughs> in their marriage Feeney? that they realized. Damn, actually she cloud was, chasing out here? What's yeah, she doing? Cloud know, chasing? Man. Yeah. 
She's they had an open relationship all. and they recovered from it? Yeah, yeah. They, they went back to they went back to closed after realizing that open can be a little bit troubling. From it. Like <laughs> it's a wound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. They number, survived. Number two, we've got Kitty in Red Foreman from that '70s show. Okay, pretty good too. Yeah, it's a hell of a two seed. Number one, can't believe nobody said this yet. I was gonna just, uh, I'll, go ahead and say it because I had one. I don't know if it's correct though, but I'm gonna. Lucy and Ricky. Yeah, I said that, bro. I love Lucy. You said Lucy and Ricky? No. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for paying attention. Man, it's to a program. great, and I also said it's a great documentary on uh, yeah. Amazon. It's okay. It's a lot going on. So much yeah. going on. Eric doesn't totally shut the it. bleep yeah, up. Yeah, I, I can't. Don't worry. I'm, I don't take it personally. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. He, he, now he's, now he's uh, sort of projecting the a little Jefferson, bit. Jefferson. Well, yeah. Lashing out on my spouse. Yeah. That's National Spouse Day. spouse day. 420's falling apart a little bit I told y'all halfway me in here. No, I acknowledge it. I did. No, that's a, that's a great number one. It should be right there. The OG yeah, TV spot. Definitely, yeah. it gotta be. They kind of set the yeah, track. yeah. They set the tone, bro. They did. So, I think you nailed it. Okay, yeah, thank you, Wolchuk. Is everybody else just kind of sitting there wondering what like Jared Sandler's favorite TV spouse couple would be? Like just randomly, all of a sudden, in their minds, or is that just me? You know, I I had that same thought for some reason. I yeah. can't quite put my whichever one on. Alan Thick was in. He looks like a good Alan Thick fan right there. (laughs) Rangers hot stove show tonight, though. Speaking of those Rangers, 7 to 8, you're going to have Sands to the get right, Reggie and KG, plus uh, Brock Burke and Taylor Hearn, a couple Rangers pitchers. Fan Bowl registration is open. You enter to win registration because it's been so popular in the past. We want to be fair to everybody. Go there, enter your name. You're probably going to win, and then you'll be there at uh, at Texas Live on February 4th. Big prizes on the line. I think fifteen hundred to the winner. Don't quote me on that, but I think fifteen hundred to the winner. Like you said that yesterday, yeah. Yeah. Biggest surprises of the Cowboys seasons coming up next in the G Bag Nation. But alrighty, welcome back. It is the G Bag Nation here on one hundred five through the fan. I'm going to try to do it at five o'clock, and we have a lot of Cowboys stuff to reset. But we have to get over this NBA news because there's another big name, actually a guard who can score and play great defense that the Mavs are reportedly interested in acquiring. And I'm gonna I'm gonna get some of that stuff to you here coming up at five. Then we'll jump into Cowboys. Twitter right now. Biggest surprises of the Cowboys season. Here's Eric and Zach with the details. All right, boys and girls, uh, as we look back on this Cowboys season, who surprised you? Who disappointed you? And did they already knock out the number one offseason priority in retaining Dan Quinn? I mean, I don't know how much that was really in their control, but uh, that is now made official. I was going to have my number one offseason priority being replace Kellen Moore. So I guess that still remains to be seen because I didn't look at the Dan <laughs> Quinn thing as really in their control. That was going to be yeah. up to Dan, really. But you're right. It's as big as it can get. You know, It's yeah. huge. It's a huge win today. This is celebratory. Pants have flown off. This is amazing. This is tr- tremendous news that Dan Quinn has said, I'm staying. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the the tea leaves are reading that Kellen Moore, I mean, still up for evaluation. I think we're all assuming that it leans him being gone, but nothing official at this point. So what would be your biggest surprise uh, and your biggest disappointment of the of the Cowboys season? So Blug and the boys hit us with a few. And uh, they start with the draft class. And I would say specifically from the draft class, for me, it's Deron Bland. I, I didn't see the impact that Deron Bland had coming this year. He, from a fifth-round pick, he ends up being the second-best corner on your team this season. And moving forward, now you got a guy that can play outside and he can play in the slot for you. So if you end up getting a corner in round one, awesome. Maybe he ends up being a starter for you, and now you also have Bland who can play man the slot. But Deron Bland from your draft class was a massive 
surprise for me this season biggest one of the whole team for me i mean no qualifiers necessary rookie class or not he was the biggest biggest surprise of the season for me yeah is he is he like the new leader of your day three picks over the last 10 years i mean you had xavier woods you had anthony brown is deron bland better than both those guys you know do we have to come down to like third round type of players to find a comp for this because it feels like he is you know watching him play it didn't look to be like a guy who's got a major a growth curve to go through because he's just johnny on the spot positioning physicality it's all there yeah donovan wilson wilson's been a they've done a really nice job finding dbs in in on the third day of the draft though and, and bland might be the best of them yeah I, I sure hope so. I hope he continues to evolve that way. I mean, didn't Anthony Brown as a as a rookie come out of the gates pretty hot? As like, six holy rounder. smokes. Yeah, his yeah. rookie season was awesome. And did he show the any nickel versatility that rookie season, or was he just a boundary guy? I don't really remember, but... He he certainly he certainly came out of the gate super hot, and then yeah. it leveled off. So does that happen to Bland, or does he... Does he end up going on a trajectory where he remains a, a really, really solid corner for the next four five years i think that a lot of people were wrong about bland you know that a lot of the scouts and stuff like that not the cowboy scouts obviously but you know i think that people didn't evaluate him correctly i don't think they evaluated him the way that he they're like you know when you start to talk about the guy that could play inside or outside you know maybe they saw him just as like a one-way type of a guy but he does a lot more than probably the scouts were giving him credit for yeah they mentioned Tyler Smith as well from the rookie class. Maybe a I, surprise. I think that, I, I, I thought it was amazing how how smooth it was for him to just jump out there and play left tackle. I know he played left tackle in college and all that, but the fact that the that he was all through training camp, they were really training him to play guard, and he just said, "Okay, you know, week one, you know, you can go out there, rookie left tackle team wins twelve games, thirteen games." I mean, I, I, I think that says a lot about him. It really Huge. did. It, he looked the part. I mean, when we he just looked like a guy that improved every time we got to see him. Yeah. Mini camp to training camp. So I wasn't surprised that he had a good rookie year, but certainly the, the what they asked him to do go from guard to tackle, yeah. back to guard, back to tackle. It's a lot to take on as the, a rookie. The profile is one you could have easily made a mess of. You know, to take a guy that most people had well out of the first round, they hadn't been buzzing about him at all, and here's kind of an athlete project who had a bunch of penalties in college, and they were right on that. Uh, you got to tip your cap to them big time for yeah, that one. Absolutely. Disappointment, man. Speaking of rookies, Jalen Tolbert's got to be big disappointment. Yeah, Tolbert and Gallup. I mean, those are the yeah, two. Yeah, MG. Those are the two biggest. I would say. Kind of I mean, felt it, like maybe even Schultz a little bit. Kind of felt like that with Gal, uh, you know, with Gallup and stuff like that. It might have been about you know with the knee and stuff like that. You know, maybe the confidence just wasn't there. I mean, there was some questions about him. You know, that game, the Monday night game with the Giants, we're all thinking, hey, he's going to come back. You know, they didn't have to put him on pup and. You know, he he just said, nah, I'm just not ready to do this I think yet. mentally, you're absolutely yeah. right. It had yeah. to be it, mental as well as physical. Uh, mentally, probably more so than physically. You guys, do we mention Tolbert? We, yeah, we, no, Tolbert's, yeah, that, that's how we started. Yeah, I, I started with yeah, Tolbert. Tolbert, yeah. Like, I'm sorry, I was just sitting there thinking about you're him. Good, man. I maybe, maybe, maybe how, you know, they just, because I was thinking of defensive players, but with Tolbert's situation, you know, maybe going forward now you when you're evaluating, it's like, okay, what can we throw at these guys? What can we throw at these receivers? Because obviously they tried to do too much with him and it didn't work. You know, do you ruin a kid by trying to throw too much at him, especially at the wide receiver position? You know, so, you know, that maybe it's something you, you look at. Is the, is the kid going to be able to pick up mentally everything you want him to do? 
I just didn't see a guy getting open in college, and I don't scout like you guys, but when I watched his highlights, I was surprised that he lacked a dynamic athleticism in any way. You know, I'm not fast enough. I'm not quick enough. I'm not powerful enough. I'm not going to catch everything that's thrown at me. You know, so these guys aren't perfect, though. They've done a hell of a job finding wide receivers in the draft. They, they really have, you know, to get CeeDee Lamb where you got him and everything that they've done. But, you know, nobody's perfect. You're going to miss. And that was a big whiff. And I have zero confidence that he's going to be able to make a, a big enough improvement to have an NFL career. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what you would – I mean, the expectation for Tolbert next year is, I mean, could he could he make the team? Could he be your fourth wide receiver? got to hope That's so, really right? as high as the expectations can be for him. And the problem and why that hurts so bad, it always hurts when you swing and miss on a guy in the first three rounds of a draft, for sure. But it, it hurts even more for the Cowboys because of the way they neglect other avenues of talent um, acquisition. So you end up where, okay, our third-round pick rookie out of South Alabama didn't work, so we're going to arrive in a place in a playoff game where – one of our playmakers goes down. He's not even at the same position, but now we're just we have nobody that we can depend on other than CD Lamb. CD or bust, and it, you just were, you you went into the season really depending on Tolbert, and that thing falling out from under you was uh, a huge disappointment. Great stuff, uh, Cowboys Twitter. We'll get into that. There was big time breaking news earlier as Dan Quinn is returning, but what about Kellen Moore and what did Mike have to say about him at today's press conference? I'm sure we'll get a read from Bobby Belt on that coming up at 5.30, but a very interesting NBA trade deadline and everywhere you look, the Mavs are being mentioned with some pretty dang good players. We'll discuss it next in the nation. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.